0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Fantastic. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's MBA lessons you cannot learn in business school from real entrepreneurs telling their stories that you can learn from. Today's guest, interesting story. Bob and I. Must have met in the past, we're not sure where, we're not sure when, but when he called me a bit ago, he was already in my phone and I was in his. And so we reconnected and started talking, and I thought his story and what he's learned in his years of business would be a fantastic opportunity for you all to learn from. So thanks to Bob Friedenthal for being here today. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: So I'll let Bob tell his story a little bit, but he started out like many of us do in, in the corporate world and in, in accounting and, and worked his way up. But the entrepreneurial itch, that thing inside of him said, I need to start my own business. And he went into the world of computers and started a business that led to uh, a marketing and internet-based um, company, which is what he's continued to grow, and, and now he's working with EdgeUp and MyCity.com. And uh, Bob, can you tell us just a little bit about that journey, and then um, we'll get into how you decided that it was time to go out on your own.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I got into the internet in 1993 when there was only about 12 million people in the entire world on the internet. I was running my computer company. I went, wow, this is a place that I have to be. It's not a place that I want to be. It's a place I I just knew that the Internet was going to explode. So um, I started my Internet business. Um, I did search engine optimization before that term existed. Started doing online agency type stuff and did that for about 14 years. And I had a board of directors. Um, I was the majority shareholder, interestingly enough, in in the company. But I went to my shareholder to my board members, and I, I said, um, you know, we got to move heavily into into uh, social media. This is over ten years ago, and specifically, I wanted to go into LinkedIn because it's a business community, and that's where you know that's where the money is. So they didn't see it, and I went, you know, maybe it's time that I just try something new. I left the company and started um, EdgeUp Network. And so I've been on the LinkedIn consulting, managing, doing the work, all that stuff for the last 10 years. So that's, that's what led me into... I love online. I love technology. Uh, I was actually a director of accounting in a publicly traded company. Long story short is I didn't realize that I was good at selling and marketing. So all this stuff has evolved. And as we know now, social media is the number one activity in the Internet. The problem with LinkedIn is about 90% of the people on LinkedIn have no idea what to do with it but it's the right place to be because it's got the most professionals and the highest income level of any website on the planet and uh I'll I'll just since since I'm yakking away I'll just juncture into the my city system that we created and um so I I call mycity.com the life after LinkedIn and many people call my city in our system, the uh, match.com of the business world, because we work off of the noggle rhythm that matches up people by location, vocation, rating, expertise, and recommendation. So uh, it's at the click of a button that, that we do that. And uh, it's doing very well. We're, uh, and now it, course, I've created this calling system, which Adam and I spoke briefly briefly about, that um, I'm always looking for ways for my clients to get their best results. And emailing is somewhat of a sliding downhill process. It's just not, doesn't have the punch that it used to have. So, but we know that calling and texting is huge. And that's what this program is all about. We help people. Uh, with a calling system and if the people don't respond in the calls then it's followed up by text and we're getting about a 20 to 25 percent response rate to this system so it's a pretty phenomenal system and I'm loving it so that's that's pretty much the character of uh, of what Bob Friedenthal and my company and systems are all about
0: Wow, I mean that there was there was a lot there, yeah. um <laughs> and uh definitely wanna to dig in a little bit because you talked about not only having your own business but but having to leave a business that that you had started and you were a big part of because your your business partners and your board of directors didn't follow you and or follow your vision which which is a key part of the entrepreneurial journey, right? It's about having that vision. And going after it with everything you've got. So so let's just dig into some of the lessons for, from that period of your business. And, and then we'll talk more deeply about about today's business. But what, what led you, one, to saying, all right, my business is big enough where I need a board of directors. And two, how did you go about picking those people, having the, the right people at the time, to be worthy of being on your board of directors?
1: Well, that's a great question too. Um, Well, the board of directors was made up of um, uh, some investors uh, that I felt was important to have on my board. One of them was uh, a professor at UCLA uh, teaching um, high tech. Uh, Another one was a very, very successful CPA. that was uh that i knew very well we had one of the largest cpa firms in law los angeles and gosh i just i can't remember some of the other people that were on my board but um these two in particular what i think was fascinating was you have to be a visionary to really see the future and uh visionaries are the ones that kind of lead the path to where the future is going. And so neither one of these individuals were visionaries. They were great, great, great mechanics, but they didn't have the visionary aspect of what, of who I am. And I think that's what led me in a different direction. I think that's really the key to it. You have to have that visionary mentality of where do you think the world's going to be? Listen, I got into the computer industry when a 300 megabyte hard drive was the size of a washing machine, and uh, it was $20,000. So I left a publicly traded company to go into the computer industry, and then the PC was just starting to come along. And I just had the vision that this is where I had to be. Then the internet, now social media. Social media, like I was saying, is the number one activity on the internet. Is that a place you want to market yourself? Uh, I think you'd be crazy if you don't, <laughs> to be
0: honest. <laughs> right, that's so true. And, and when, when you talk about being a visionary, that there's a lot of us out there that, that have ideas and that see a problem or see something in our own lives that we want to fix it, and we know that other people can benefit from it as well. So what were some of the things that that really went through your mind or went through your, your thought process to say, I'm throwing everything I've got at this. I'm going to leave oh. where I'm at. I'm going to leave the comfort, whether it's about when you're with the publicly traded company or when you had to resign from your own company and leave that board of directors. What was the thing that finally pushed you over and said, Bob, you're doing this and you're taking the leap?
1: Well you know that's a that's another great comment um I always talk about in life that you dip your toe in the water and if you like the temperature, you take the leap so i'm I'm pretty much one of these guys that likes to try things and if you if you find success in it, you blow it up and I think that's that's really an important aspect of people living their lives, living their business careers. One of the biggest problems that I experience with most salespeople is they all become a lot of me too's. They do the same thing that their competition does. And I've said for 30 plus years in training salespeople, you don't want to sound like your competition. And that's what, led me along the path of helping not selling. And if I could juncture off, um, tell you a little story. What got me into the uh, calling system and all that stuff is just trying to create solutions for clients. So it's always a, you always have to create a, a solution and you have to execute on it. And I think that's an important, important aspect of running a successful business is to come up with the ideas, try to execute on them. The ex, if, if the execution is good, you just start putting more energy into that. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. I guess I've done that 35 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you figured out a way to help people, and the more people you helped, the faster your expansion and the faster your growth.
1: Yeah, and well, you know, most of us – most of us are in one form of sales or another if you own a company if you don't know how to sell you've got a problem so it's learning how to teach even your sales reps not only about what the the key elements about your product are but so many people are in you know me too type products like real estate mortgage insurance and uh i i just experienced that you know like a mortgage person will say, oh, we can get the loan closed in in 14 days. And this is one of their selling pitches that they use. But their competition saying the same thing. So what's going to make you different? What's going to make you stand out? So I always talk about helping not selling. And this is leading into about three and a half years ago, I went to watch a guy named Ken Craigen who did We Are the World Uh, some 35 years ago with Michael Jackson, Kenny Rogers, he has a system that he calls the power of three sales coaches will tell you that it takes three to five to seven times plus to take you from prospect to relationship, to sale or referral partner. Nobody has time for that today. You don't have the time for seven touches. I used to call my system, the three touch system or the five, I'm sorry, the five touch system. But again, I was focusing on the fact that people have very limited time. So I mimicked what uh, Ken Cragen said, and I changed my system to the three-touch system, and it's about if you touch people three times in a short sequence, like a 30-day period, you can rapidly take them from prospect to relationship to sale or referral partner. Okay. So okay. I had software written that resides inside of mycity.com and it's a free product. Um, and it's called the three touch. And, um, you'll never imagine who's the biggest user of this, this product. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually, you know, I know where I'm, I'm faulty that, so here, here's a, a short uh, – on Monday I was at a funeral. And I reach into my black suit, which I never wear anymore, you know, but I wore it to a funeral. And I reach in my jacket pocket, and there's about 20, 25 business cards sitting in there, okay? Shining example, what happens? We go to these meetings. We meet tons of people. And um, then we don't do any follow-through. And some of the people that you meet, you you just – really believe, oh, I should, I should really follow up with this person. Great person like you and I, that's exactly what happened. And I had you, I put you down in my three touch system. This is a guy that I want to follow up with. So we've already had one discussion. Uh We're now doing this podcast, which thank you very much. Uh, but it's always about getting into the next level. So um, even though we didn't meet in person, we've created enough of a relationship where my next step is to introduce you through the, my city system to somebody that you want to meet, but we haven't had that discussion of exactly. I don't think who you want to meet, but I suspect it's business people, it's business. Correct. People,
0: right. Right. Correct. I mean, my mine is obviously about finding clients and growing, but it's about having conversations like this. What can I learn from people like you that have, that have had success in business and, and have had uh, some bumps and bruises along the way, and how can I bring that to my listeners and to my clients?
1: You know, and I just as I was just thinking about it, I, I just thought of somebody that I'm going to introduce you to. Uh, he's a CPA in Phoenix. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Appreciate it.
1: Just wrote it down. So uh, the system will also make suggestions. And I think I can fill in enough of the information about you with the rating system that it's also going to create some other suggestions for me. And I'm going to, you know, I won't do it today because people are not going to pay attention, but I will do it tomorrow. And uh, an email goes out to you, to the individual that, uh, I would like you to meet and, uh, from the my city system
0: so that 's so cool and that and that 's an example of not only what your your system does but just the the power of conversations and the power of talking to to more people and talking to different people in your niche because who who knows who they can introduce you to
1: right right, and we all have the ability but that 's where you know, it's like the B&Is and the tips and the teams of the world. B&I's expression is giver's gain. Uh, well, you know what? When you give referrals, people pay attention to you. It, it's, I call it introduction slash referrals because not – but we want to all build a good circle of influence too. Not only do we want a direct order where somebody calls up and places an order with you based on a referral – which is the easiest form of selling that you could ever imagine. Uh, But it's also building a strong circle of influence where you partner to have individuals referring people back and forth to each other. That's a, that's a powerful community. And that's why the B and I's and the tips and the teams of the world exist out there, networking groups
0: right and and you you just touched on a great word and that's community is um referrals are great introductions are better i think you 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 mentioned that and but when you begin to build your own community versus a referral network or or versus um just going to events and you start to have your own tribe your own community then you succeed and everyone around you succeed succeeds and and it it builds on itself. And and it's a great way to to think differently about networking, right, is building your community versus networking.
1: And, you know, I think most business people will tell you that, and understand that they have to build more relationships to increase their sales. Because 70 to 90% of all their business comes from referral in most or many, I'll say many situations. Uh, I probably should say most. <laughs> I,
0: I would agree with most. Even if you're a restaurant, you could get people to drive by, but it's coming from somebody's recommendation or somebody's referral, whether it's a friend, family member, or even if it's Yelp, that's still a referral from Yelp to you because of the star ratings and right. the advertising through there. Right. Um, so I don't think people give enough credit to what referrals and introductions really mean, even in the larger sense.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, going back to the dipping the toe in the water, you, you've got to constantly be doing that to look for solutions. And once you find that solution, your business starts to skyrocket. And that's exactly th- this calling system that I created with my clients you know, they're getting no responses from LinkedIn. I, I My system works off of off of LinkedIn. And what we do is we upload people's LinkedIn connections, you know, uh, into, into my city. And then we start researching phone numbers. And we set up the whole system, make the calling. So in September of last year, this is an idea that I came up with. But I was making the calls for my clients. I've always had this philosophy. You want to do as much as you can for your clients so they can work on just pure selling. Well, um, it it exploded on me. I got so buried, I talked to my business coach, and I said, you know, there's something wrong with this picture. One is, I'm absolutely slammed. I can't handle any more business. But number two, these are my clients' relationships from LinkedIn we need them to make the call, not me. And so I converted it starting in January, and it's it's working. It's definitely working. Now, there's still going to be improvement, as I put it, along the way because I'm always searching out how to make that even more effective, but it's working.
0: That's great. And and you men- you mentioned your business coach. Obviously, that's something near and dear to me because that's what I do for my clients. Right. But- you had a problem in your business and, and you needed I, I'm assuming you were sort of getting stuck in what you were doing and you needed a, a third party opinion um, of that coach in order to help you see it differently. How how did that come into your life? Like when did you hire your first coach or when did you determine I need someone to bounce these ideas off of?
1: Well, that's where you have a board of directors, you know, that in, in companies. You always have to have somebody. You can't come up with an idea. You need to get feedback from that idea. And it's always about okay, how do we do this? How do we execute on it? And how do we measure the results of what we executed on? And that's why you have a business coach because this is this is your skill. Right? Isn't that your skill is to yes. to yep. observe, you know, every everybody, everybody's business, everybody is a little bit different. And it's that instinct and that uh, uh, it's not just instinct, It's, it's your training that you've acquired. And especially if you're working with most business coaches, you know, do as many clients as they can, and they're getting feedback and ideas all the time. And I think that's the that's the beauty of a good business coach is that they can take situations kind of put that in their their back of their mind and then when when issues come up with a client all of a sudden that pops to the forefront and you have a, a much better observation of what creates success plus your your training. True?
0: True very true.
1: Yeah, you guys are vital, and most people don't understand it.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, some of the transformations I've been able to see in my clients, not only from what I've helped them with or what we've done together, but um, just getting over a hump that has been there for a long time, uh, just having a third person to talk to really um, is is transformational for businesses, my own as well. So, one, you know, one thing I one one more thing I wanted to to ask before we we wrap up is in in business, especially when you're a, a small business or or a sole practitioner, there's there's sales and marketing, and there's operations, and there's client follow up and client service, and the day to day. And in your business, it's obviously very heavily technology based. You know, right. how do you do all of those things? Just just the technology side of your business could be somebody's full-time job, and they could get really wrapped up in that and not make sales. So how do you balance it all?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I like what you're, you're asking because in any business, you, you grow and then you need to fix and grow and need to fix and grow and need to fix. So uh, if, you're not, if, you're, if you're not doing that, then you're going to get stuck and you're going to get maxed out. So what I do is I create so many of my solutions through programming. And um, I, I just installed a custom <clears throat> uh, management system in my, uh, in, in my company. And Now, <clears throat> this is such a great description of what typically happens with people. Okay, so I, I install this management system. Now it's getting my employees to follow the management system. So now what I'm doing is I am tracking the, and this is the good part of any kind of management system, it helps you track what's going on. And so there's always the next level that you have to get to. That's where it's got to go. I use technology because that's, that's, that's where the world is today it's using a a technological base to help you evaluate what's happening in your business, right?
0: Yep. Interesting. So
1: did I answer the question or did I?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I think you did. You know, it's, it's utilizing technology, having the right people in place in order to do it and creating a system to allow them to do their best work for the benefit of the company, right? I think a lot of us forget about, we either overmanage or undermanage our employees because we don't really have a good system for them to follow. So we feel like we need to help them every step of the way.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, this morning I sent a note to one of my employees that is not using the management system after every action he creates he needs to set up the next <clears throat> process for the person in line <clears throat> so we're tracking all the way through uh the execution for our clients and he has not been doing that so i i told him last week i was going to fine him i was going to do something i was going to reduce his hours whatever i'm going to do to i hate to use the word punish but you know sometimes you you have to put your foot down, and it's it's happening in this situation. And I just sent a sent a note to him this morning, saying, you know, you don't start executing on this. I don't have to. I don't want to remind you every time I'm reviewing a file that you didn't do the next step. So that's that's the tough part about being in business is to say the word. The best word in the English dictionary is the word no, not acceptable.
0: Right, and it's yep, and it's your business, and um, you need to you need it to, to to work in a certain way for the benefit of your clients, and um, you know what? I, I was at an event um, with a, and a gentleman named um, Kevin Eastman. He was an assistant basketball coach for the Boston Celtics and the, the Los Angeles Clippers. And one of the things that that he said was, you know, in our world we say the truth hurts. And in his world, he says the truth helps because if you don't tell people oh. the truth, how can they get better? And that's exactly what you're talking about with this employee. If you don't tell him, no, you're doing it wrong. He can't improve. So it may hurt his feelings, but it helps him in the long run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as they see the company becoming more successful, they can, they can take pride in the fact that they're doing what's needed to be done. So
0: yeah, absolutely. The
1: truth helps.
0: Yeah, I love that one. So, yeah. as, to to wrap up, you've you've given a lot of great nuggets and things that that have helped you in your business. But what's the, the 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 one either lesson that 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 has helped you the most, or the or the one thing that you learned in business, good or bad, that was really transformational for you?
1: Oh wow, that's a that's an interesting question. I don't know how to answer that. It's just. You've got to you've got to step outside of yourself and look back in. I guess is really people that don't evaluate themselves. Um, you know, we we do things habitually, and once you get out of doing the things habitually that are wrong, then um, if you don't do that you're going to suffer. <clears throat> and again, it goes right back to the coaching. You got a, somebody that's there to help you and to give you that observation. But I, I could tell you things that I, you know, my three touch program that I just did, that was aimed at me fixing the things that I need to be doing. So you've got to take that step outside, you got to recognize, and again, it goes right back to The truth helps. you got to recognize where your weaknesses are and fix them.
0: That's awesome. Well, Bob, I appreciate you being here. To all the listeners, definitely go to mycity.com in order to uh, see his system, be part of the community, and also Bob's a big LinkedIn person, so Bob Friedenthal on uh, LinkedIn. Definitely connect with him there. Thanks for being here, Bob, and and thanks to everyone for listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com.